0: Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and as you know, this is a pro wrestling show. Thank you very much for joining me today on yet another crazy week in pro wrestling. Although at least with the weekend looming, we don't have a pay-per-view. Which I I, I look forward to pay-per-views and I like pay-per-views. But there are so many pay-per-views recently, I'm a bit like, you know what? I'm quite happy to have a weekend where I can just chill out. Well, kind of chill out. Obviously, SmackDown's now on Friday. We'll get to it. We'll talk about it. Uh, If you're a brand new listener, thanks very much for joining me. And if you're not, thanks for coming back. More importantly, though, it is the... I think it's the third episode we've done this week. But it's the episode towards the latter end of the seven-day period, which, of course, is when I reach out to my patrons, who, of course, make all of this possible. I wouldn't be able to podcast without patreon.com forward slash simonmiller316. And, uh reward, I guess I can't think of a better word, but a reward I offer is you can come on the podcast and we can have a chat. We can chat about whatever you want. I get a real kick out of meeting people in the wrestling community. You know, everyone's got different thoughts and everyone's got different opinions. And also you never know where the where the conversation is going to go. I'll never forget the episode where we got someone on. The first thing they said was, I don't like wrestling. And I was like, sweet, this is going to be the most interesting one so far. And it was, it was good. We got to the bottom of a very important case study, but I'm very happy to say today uh, for the first time, we've got Linda coming all the way from from america linda how you doing today
1: i'm doing great simon thank you it's a pleasure to be here
0: oh it's a pleasure to have you i always to this day i know i've been doing this a while the fact that somehow youtube content or internet content is worldwide and global i'm an old man basically it just it blows my mind it really does so thank you for joining me absolutely awesome so let's get some wrestling contents first as we always always like to do Just, I mean, hopefully you're not going to say what the other guy said. Hopefully you you (laughs) like wrestling. But yeah, tell me about your your sort of wrestling journey, where it started, what you like about it now, what you don't like about it, AEW, New Japan, whatever you've got to sort of back it up.
1: Sure. So I'll start from the beginning. I was, I mean, I can't even remember now when I started watching wrestling. I mean, I was a small, small child. And, I mean, absolutely loved it. I mean, I started back when, you know, Hulk Hogan was all the rage. So that was a while oh, yeah. ago. Right, you, um, you and me both. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Uh, but, yeah, so grew up on the old WWF, um, you know, watching that every Saturday morning and just, you know, all throughout, like – teenage years you know and then the attitude ever came you know I was a teenager and a young adult so that was like awesome you know being that age you know watching you know Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock I mean you know those were just the best of times for wrestling and I was a huge like I was ridiculous my family still makes fun of me now of like how (laughs) intense I was you know like everything was wrestling that's all I ever wanted to talk about.
0: That's lovely though I think because I was like that then too it was it was I had other interests, but none of them seemed to sort of, you know, get deeper in the, in the surface than, than wrestling did. It was just wrestling all the time.
1: Oh, yeah, all the time. And, like, they – and th- you know, I, I actually – I'm grateful to my family that they tolerated it so well because I'm pretty sure, you know, <laughs> none of them like wrestling the way I did, so I'm pretty sure I got <laughs> on their nerves quite a bit. <laughs> but, did, you, did,
0: you, did you ever get banned from wrestling? This is always a thing I like to ask people because I got banned twice – which is embarrassing now when I look back, but yeah, I, uh, <laughs> How do you I, I, banned? well, I, I got so I got into a, it was nothing sort of serious. I got into a scrap with somebody at school, as you do, because he probably ate my lunch or something. I don't know, and I gave him a DDT, and that was it. That was wow. enough. They said, "Yeah, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to watch this anymore." So what I would used to do, and my dad doesn't listen to this, so it's fine. But what I used to do is I would uh, I'd record it anyway and not tell them. And then I would sit there in the lounge. I closed. I don't know what the hell they thought I was doing. I would close the lounge door, and I would have like hit play on the old VHS because you know we all remember those. And I'd have my finger over the stop button. And as soon as the door made a noise, I'd hit stop. And the whole point of the plan was to make sure there was something on TV that would, like, a kid would be watching. But I would forget sometimes. It'd be like some kind of political show. And my dad would just look at me like, what are you doing, you stupid kid? Like, I think he was well aware. But I did it. It was embarrassing. Sorry, continue. No, I just right. thought I'd tell that story.
1: <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. No, I like that. No, I never got banned. No, I, they, like I said, they just tolerated it very well. Um, and so that was true, like all the way up to like my, you know, early twenties and then, you know, life happens and, you know, I'd finished school, I'd started working full time and, you know, was kind of into the social scene. And so I kind of stopped watching it, um, for a while, um, didn't really have anything to do with it. And then probably about 2017, I was on Netflix looking for something to watch, and I came across Lucha Underground of all things. Wow! Day. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, well, that looks kind of interesting. Um, so I'm like, well, let me watch an episode. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, that's fine. Um, and I and I watched the first episode and absolutely loved it. And, you know, had to binge watch, you know, they had two seasons on at that point. So I had to binge watch two seasons of Lucha Underground. And I just, I had never seen wrestling like that. Like, I remember wrestling, so I stopped watching, like, the early 2000s. So I had never really seen, like, the wrestling, like, you know, the, um, the Lucha style of wrestling that was so fast and you know so many like flips and high spots and I just loved it and from there it was like you know I guess it's kind of like reopening a door you know I got curious you know what's going on wrestling started just googling names that I remembered and then one Monday I was like I wonder if Monday Night Raw still comes on (laughs) and so I looked it up and it did and I watched it and since that point I've been back full throttle.
0: That's amazing that's such a cool story especially because you got back in with Lucha Underground, which I think most people appreciate now, is quite a it's quite experimental, right? Like it was, it was mm, I guess, I mean, all wrestling is episodic-based, but that was super episodic-based, hence why you can put it on something like Netflix and it made sense. So when you go back to something like Raw, are you a bit like, oh, actually, no, I think... Because, you know, if I hadn't watched wrestling for that long and then I saw Lucha Underground, I think my first thought would be, oh, wow, wrestling's evolved and wrestling has almost become like a weekly... I mean, it's always been a weekly drama series, but, you know, now it's kind of taken on that whole hog. And then I, know, I like Raw, but I understand the criticisms people have. If I then went to Raw, I may be like, "Oh wait, Raw's exactly the same. <laughs> it hasn't <laughs> changed at all." Did you have that or no?
1: Um, I will say that I still like. If you ask me which one I enjoyed better, I would probably say, especially at that point, Lucha Underground. It was just more yeah. exciting, and I think it was more. Like you said, it's very episodic. I mean, I like how they did like the little vignettes in between the matches. Like that was interesting to me. I still, I just like that form of storytelling that it wasn't always wrestling and raw clearly is not that. So, yeah, but I mean, raw, but it was still exciting for me to go back because a lot of it was familiar. Um, obviously the names had changed. I really enjoyed what had happened with the women. Because, you know, when, back when I stopped watching, there was no <laughs> such thing as like, they didn't consider the female wrestlers as athletes. They didn't treat them as on par with the men. And so to see that change, that was really exciting to me, too.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Because, I mean, the one thing and we still talk about it today is, yeah, I mean, you know, women in the actual era were treated as sex symbols, basically. There's there's no point pretending otherwise. That's what they were there to do. They, WWE were desperate to get teenage boys through the door. And they thought that would be a really good idea. I'm not saying it didn't work. I'm not saying that I... I I must have been a weird kid because even when I used to watch that back then, I was. It's easy to say this now, but it really was true. I was. I was like, I don't, this is not for me. You know, I just want to see Stone Cold Steve Austin kick someone's ass. You know, I want the Rock to be funny on the microphone. I don't need to see people wrestling in mud. Like, it was embarrassing as well, especially when my dad used to walk in. He'd be like, "What is this?" i like, "I don't know, Dad. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I just watch it, man. I don't care for these bits." Uh, yeah. So, what was there a certain sort of wrestler like Becky Lynch or Charlotte that stood out when you when you first got back into it?
1: When I first got back into it, like, well, Becky wasn't, you know, super big back then. Of Uh, course,
0: no, you're right, she wouldn't have been. She
1: wasn't, yes. I don't even really think I saw much of her. But Charlotte, definitely, because I knew Ric Flair, and I was a big Ric Flair fan. Um, But the one I think who got me most was Sasha Banks.
0: That's interesting, especially because at the moment, yeah, why so?
1: She was just, I guess, the most interesting to me from a character. She seemed to have such an attitude, and, you know, she's so tiny but so explosive. Like, I I just like the whole, like, I guess her whole gimmick, you know, the legit boss. Like, I just believe that. Yeah, no, I
0: think that's fair. What, did you, did you go back and watch any of her NXT stuff, or did you just sort of take it as she was on the main roster?
1: Uh, not much, but I did see the match that they always say is like one of the best matches. It was at her and Bailey in NXT. Yeah, yeah I yeah, did go the, back the, and watch that and that was a good match. People are right. Well, I just, think, so the interesting
0: thing now is obviously you you get to experience it from a brand new perspective because, I mean, it's just the internet wrestling community. I get it. But constantly, since she debuted on Raw SmackDown wherever she appeared, it was always like oh, we, we need the boss character from NXT. She should be a heel. And we didn't do that until obviously she came back a few months ago. And now she's kind of been wrapped up in this whole raw SmackDown brand split where the Becky Lynch feud seems to be done and, and so on and so forth. But Sasha Banks is a really interesting character because all wrestlers have fan bases around them that will protect them to some degree. But Sasha Banks is, sort of goes up another level like if you say anything bad about Sasha Banks they'll come after you I mean Seth Rollins experienced that so much recently he deleted his Twitter account for a week he was like I can't I can't put up with that and on one hand obviously that's internet people going crazy but on the other it goes to show she certainly has something that inspires and motivates wrestling fans to be to be involved so since you've come back and you've kind of seen her evolution terrible term given what we're talking about but you've seen her evolution and of course when she did just stay away for for those few months post-wrestlemania Yeah, I mean, what what, basically, how have you found the sort of shifting of that character? Because I really did think when she came back and went into that feud with Becky Lynch, I was like, this is kind of the character I've been waiting for.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, I I, I heard it too, like on the internet, that, yeah, her heel character in NXT was better, or I guess more preferred than what she was doing since she had come to the main roster. I always saw Sasha Banks, though, as kind of a tweener for me. Because she always, even though she was considered a face she always kind of had that attitude like you know I'm untouchable I'm better than all of you so that always came across to me so I never really saw like I didn't consider her like a strict like you know crowd pleasing baby face so but I like I like definitely that they're drawing out some of the like the more aggressive side of her now. Mm. And what would
0: you do with her now as well? Because obviously she's on SmackDown, right? It's so hard to keep up with what the <laughs> hell's happening. They, they they broke it. They broke it within like a day of doing it. But if you had control of Sasha Banks, and I'm 99 sure, obviously Charlotte and Bailey, uh, sorry Charlotte and Becky are on Raw. Uh, Bailey and Sasha are on SmackDown. Obviously you can't turn Bailey back now. Right. I really like Bailey's heel turn, by the way. Me I like too. the look. I think I I, I I think we could have done more with her as a babyface, but we haven't. So so what? But I I really like it. Like I think it's. Yeah, I just do. I think there's something there's something to that. And as we just touched upon, I think Sasha Banks is kind of finding her feet as well. But when you kind of look through that roster, I was like, I try and get up when I talk, actually. But I was just, I don't know, what do we do with Sasha Banks? Like, do we just put them back in a tag team? But that seems a little bit silly if Bayley's the SmackDown Women's Champion yeah, I don't. You know, I don't. I've, t- I've typed in Sasha Banks. That's not what I want. SmackDown roster. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I was literally having this conversation with someone the other day. In terms of, they seem to have front loaded Raw with all the, I would not call it say the best women, but the the women that have the most name value. And now I don't know what direction they're going to go in.
1: Yeah, I. I'm with you. I could not tell you after the draft what they're going to do on SmackDown because, uh, with the exception of sasha and bailey and i know they sent nikki cross and alexa bliss back there like i don't know who the other women are that are on there right now so i don't know i don't
0: don't know how up to date this is again this is the internet right but apparently it's alexa bliss bailey Carmella, dana brooke ember moon lacey evans lana mandy lana okay we'll be screwed here with so sorry rusev you don't get to be with your wife uh that doesn't make any sense mandy rose mickey james nikki cross sasha banks sonia deville tamina okay so there is actually stuff there you know alexa bliss sasha banks is a program you could probably do something with nikki cross um I think it's going to be those four isn't it it's going to be Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss mixed up with Bailey and Sasha Banks um so that although I, I watched an interview with Becky the other day and she said that she thinks the next breakout star is Sonya Deville I totally agree with her I said this on ups and downs I don't know what it is there's something very interesting about Sonya Deville and I can't put my finger on it
1: I agree with that I like Sonya a bit but this is the it, the issue with WWE is they just They really struggle to, I guess, bring up their next set of stars. They really seem to be focused on, you know, their top, you know, they're top four women, they're top four men, and then everybody else, it's, it's come <laughs> as, you know, get what you can get. Um, So I agree. Sonya definitely has something. I think there's a few people on that roster that have something and that if given the opportunity, they could really break out. But I don't know. I don't know that I like their chances in WWE to get that opportunity.
0: Mm, well, wow, that is it's a flip of a coin. I mean, on that note, what do you – since you've been back into it and kind of based on your your previous interactions with with WWE how are you finding things at the moment because we all know that wrestling twitter we'll call it is opinionated and i a lot of what they say is true like the Bray Wyatt stuff for example recently i agreed with it i wouldn't have gone about it in the way that some people did and you know wish death on others however i i could understand i can understand the frustration but i always and probably more for me right but i always hope that there's uh, what's the word i'm looking for but it's sort of the, the light at the end of the tunnel or we're about to make a change um how basically how are you finding things at the moment because everybody's different everyone's got different opinions and we have I, i'd say now the draft is done it's really on friday where we settle into a new routine and we figure out what it's going to do on smackdown and so on and so forth
1: right so i agree like the draft i'm hoping the draft is a little bit of a reset because I think when they did the wild card rule, like they, they seem to be doing okay. And then when the wild card rule came, that's when I feel like they really started hyper focusing on, you know, whatever their top four or five people that they want to hyper focus on. And that's when we kind of, you know, stopped really trying to develop, you know, some of those storylines that fall further down the card. So I'm hoping now with the draft and I'm hoping that WWE sticks to, you know, everybody's on a (laughs) brand now and they need to stay on that brand. I don't know that I really 100% trust that, but that's what they said. So I'm hoping maybe there's more of an opportunity, um, yeah, to get some of those, um, smaller storylines going and to bring up you know whoever the next stars are going to be in the next you know few years um i think wwe's fine i'm kind of with you i'm gonna watch it regardless so i i stay out of all of those you know you know this is what's wrong with wwe and whatnot Uh, it's not there are definitely moments when i've watched raw smackdown and i've you know it's not the most exciting thing I've seen <laughs> <laughs> recently. Um, it, you know, sometimes it's hard to focus on it and or stay awake. <laughs> um, you know, because those shows run pretty late. You know where I am. So, but yeah, I'm hoping with the draft things change. But I'm also kind of weary at this point because I feel like we've said the word reset a couple of times this year, and it's just yeah. never really panned out.
0: No, I agree with you. I agree. That's my that's my big thing. I don't know where we, I, I don't know what the direction is at the moment. And usually, I, I like. I'm not saying I'm a super savvy wrestling fan, but sometimes I can work it out. And I get quite excited. But again, I don't want to go over stuff we've talked about a lot. But the Bray Wyatt feud, for example, I don't know what we do. And uh, something broke yesterday that apparently the roar after Crown Jewel, we're going to get Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins in a in a in a cage match. So I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So we're breaking the brand split again. Good, and that means probably we're going to get some screwy finish at Crown Jewel. Which is great for me, because I make content about this. That just right. gives me that gives me ammunition for days. But I understand that the fallout that it's gonna have. And then what do you do what do you do in that cage match? And I think it's those kind of things that confuse me, which is actually why we said this um, on the show we did yesterday. Uh, that's why I think I kind of am more excited about I, well, excited is probably not the right word intrigued about SmackDown because SmackDown to me is a bit like an open book as we just said Sasha no program Bailey had a program but Charlotte's gone to Raw what's Roman Reigns gonna do what's Daniel Bryan's gonna do you know Harper and Rowan are split up so that's done haven't really seen much of Roman recently other than him getting drafted Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn are a team but they don't really have anybody uh, you know sort of specific and that it does excite me a little bit but I totally agree with you where how many times have we said reset, reset, reset? I mean, we were saying reset the, uh, in December mm-hmm. when the McMahons came out and went, oh, we're so sorry, we screwed up wrestling. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna try and fix it. And then here we are going, and I do think it's a great time that's not the right word i think it's an exciting time to be well it should be an exciting time to be a wwe fan and you'll know this better than i i mean as i'm learning the more it goes on fox is a massive deal like fox is a really big deal yeah and i and it doesn't necessarily translate as much over here but we don't have fox right so but you can you can just tell from the way that people are reacting to it
1: yeah fox is huge i mean i'm still Surprised that they got that deal, not in like a bad way, but I mean, that's a big thing to be on network television, you know, Um, they're not on cable. So basically, everyone with the television set has access to that now. And I'll say that here, Fox has done an awesome job of cross promoting WWE. Like you really can't get away from WWE if you turn on Fox right now, because they've always got superstars popping up, even like on the local news. Like they did like a little like commercial with like the local news guy here. Like they, like, I think it was Bobby Lashley was, um, down here. And, um, Yes, I mean Fox is really promoting it. It's, it's not like they gave them the deal and we're like, you're on your own, you know, to bring viewers in. Fox is behind them right now, so it has been a big deal here. So that's why I feel like, like everything's set for them to really excel. It's just, can they do it?
0: Mm, what? So what? What is a? I mean, I'm not saying you're going to know this, but I'm trying to figure it out. What's a good number? Because. Obviously, mm-hmm. they 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 dropped 1.1 million viewers in the second episode, which I'm guessing is not a good number. But if they consistently do like 3.2 or three million viewers, is is that, I mean, I know it's a different question. You're not by no means should you know about television deals just because you live out there. But again, you know, with the BBC over here, there's kind of a, an idea of what your show at 7 p.m. on a Friday will do. You know, it's just it fits into a nice bubble where basically what happens is. It doesn't matter if you're a fan of what's on. Some people are just always watching BBC at that time. Is that kind of a thing? Or is it really going to be make or break by the content that WWE puts on?
1: So I think that, so they are on Fox, which is good. They're on Friday night, which is not great. (laughs) You know, that's not like, um, you know, Fridays are like, people go out plus right, yeah. you know, here in the States, uh, Friday night is high school football, which depending on where you live in this country is a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, um. You know, so it, I don't know. And, you know, television's different. Like back, you know, when I was watching, you know, back in the nineties or, you know, the early two thousands, like we didn't have, we had VCR, but we didn't have DVRs. We didn't have on demand. It was like, you had to be in front of the TV to watch that show. Now it's, you know. You can record it. You can pull it up on YouTube. It's I don't, So I don't know It's the same. I always feel like that 3 million number is super high. I don't know that people watch television like that, especially the people, like their main demographic. So like the younger people. I don't know that they watch television like that. No,
0: I, I think you're right, right? Because again, I mean, that was the interesting thing is that you're probably going to get good attendance figures for SmackDown because people will be like, oh, yeah, let's go out to the wrestling. But then watching at home, people are like, oh, I'll watch it tomorrow. And then they go, oh, I'll watch it Sunday. And then Monday rolls around. They go, "Ah, oh, I'm not going to watch it. Right. <laughs> and it's, right. It's like, nobody's watched. Absolutely. And, and I want them to. I want people to watch. Like, I'm not one of these people that hopes that WWE just dies. I mean, I don't get that at all. If anything, even if you hate WWE, if it dies, what are you going to moan about? You're, going to, you're not going to have anything to moan about. And you'll be sad that it's gone. <laughs> Um, But I just, I really do think like I sit down and I, again, you know, for for what I do, I kind of have to take these things in as much as I can. I am fascinated by the situation they find themselves in at the moment, because it just seems so good on paper. And yet at the moment, it's not sort of firing as they I guess as they would have hoped that's what it seems like to me who else is uh, since you've been back as grabbed your attention though um because everyone everyone has a guy or a girl I find when they when they tune back in they're like oh that's that's my you know that's my guy it's always the phrase like, that's my guy and you don't really know why but you just like him
1: oh yeah definitely well definitely Becky Lynch you know after she did her I guess her character revamp last year I mean definitely I'm a huge Becky Lynch fan now um I think for the men, Daniel Bryan has always like impressed me, especially after he turned to like that his heel turn with the whole, you know, he was an environmentalist. And, like, the promos he was <laughs> cutting, those were the best promos because everything he said was correct. But the way he said it, he came out off as such a jerk <laughs> that you had to be oh, mad. Yeah. But you're, if you oh, really yeah. listen to his promos, you're like, but he's telling the truth. <laughs> so it was so – those were some really good promos. Um, who else do I like? I don't know. I just, like – there's no one in the roster that I'm, like, super – Like, wow, I have to turn in and and watch, you know, this person every week, except maybe for Becky.
0: I I, I think two is good. I think most people have two. I like the fact that you were, I think Becky Lynch kind of hit a note with most people, right? I mean, I I always thought Becky Lynch was a fun character. But when that blew up, even I was like, oh, man, Becky Lynch is cool. (laughs) Like You know, it just worked. But I, I love the fact that Daniel Bryan grabbed your attention as well, because I think that kind of sums him up as a person. I don't know anyone that doesn't like Daniel Bryan. Like you know, even my old school wrestling fans that are all you know big guys and used to Hulk Hogan and everything like that, even they, as soon as they saw Daniel Bryan, were just like, "I just like this guy." Yeah, and I I find it amazing that yeah he came back from a, a basically a life threatening injury and he just just he, gets, he has to go heal because WWE treated him so funny. Because I I do as well. Like, I think Daniel Daniel Bryan just comes across even when he's doing his character stuff he still just comes across as the loveliest man ever. I did, he's just something that he emits, And because of that, I just want to support him and I want to see him do well, always. Right. It's like, you know, the whole Roman Reigns things, um, you know, him coming back from uh, obviously everything that he went through. And I, I heard it. I heard it on that SmackDown the day. People were booing him. And I was like, how are we booing Roman Reigns, man? Roman what? Reigns is like a real life superhero. What, I mean, what, we should talk about Roman Reigns, actually. because that's all. Did you come back in when the Roman Reigns stuff was happening?
1: So I came back in when everyone was booing him. And I, (laughs) to this day, don't know why. Because clearly, you know, I missed whatever happened, whatever turned people against him. But, like, I watch him, and I think he's actually a really good wrestler. Like, he's very solid. And so I don't understand why people – I mean, he might not be your guy, but I don't understand why people boo him so much.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think it was the Daniel Bryan thing, right? Which kind of ties into what we were talking. People were so desperate for – for him to for him to be a success that Roman was the chosen one. So like, nope, we uh, don't like it. Yeah. But it. But it is so strange because to me, and I always get comments when I say this, but it's true. To me, Roman was always, you know, it works. I, I understand the look. I get it. He's a WWE guy. You know, he, he, his work is always good. I remember he had a match with Daniel Bryan, like 2014 or 15, whenever it was. And I was like, well, maybe it's later than that, whatever. And I was still like, okay, he's really good at what he does. I don't get the hate. It was always a disconnect for me. And now I, I thought, obviously, I'd rather it went another way. But after everything with his illness and going away, I thought, okay, this is it. This is one of those weird real life things that will just play into a character and play into to fiction. And now we're just kind of back to it again. <laughs> it's just like, I don't, I don't get it. Roman Reigns is such an anomaly. He's such a fascinating person. But I actually think maybe that's going to give him more longevity. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I feel like people have come around on him now. And I, some of that has to do with you know, what happened to him with the leukemia and everything. And that's good. But I just, yeah, I do not get it. It's And it's so weird. And there's a couple of things like that that I just don't get in wrestling because, you know, like I've really only been watching it seriously again for two years. So like things that happened like in 2015, 2016, and, you know, that people are still upset about, like, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I kind of just have to enjoy it for what it is right now that's
0: great though i love that when you get back in and you just like, know oh, what's going on i mean I, I that's that kind of sums up wrestling in 2019 a little bit because it is very focused on a certain group of fans that won't go anywhere um i don't know what so you you know we talked about how you kind of got into uh the, you know through lucha underground have you sort of ventured out and watched any other promotions like new japan or AEW or anything like that or are you strictly wwe
1: Oh no I am watching aew now
0: right okay so what do you think about that because obviously with that you're on board from the start right
1: I am yeah I guess yeah I guess I am because <laughs> we're three episodes in um yeah. So, so yeah I've seen all three of them um I think I mean I think it's great like I get excited on Wednesday nights to watch aew um which is a feeling that maybe I have not had as much for the WWE product in the last few months. Um, But I'm always curious to see what they do. I think they've knocked it out of the park for their first three episodes. I mean, just what they've been able to do to establish, like, who everyone is on that show, like, who you should be cheering for, who are the up-and-comers, who should, you know, keep an eye on these people, like, and they've really been able to do that in just three episodes and, like, the buzz they've created without, you know with the exception of maybe Chris Jericho and John Moxley, if, you know, people made that connection with him as Dean Ambrose, they really don't have like household names on that show, but no, yeah, they've been able to generate like all of this buzz. And like I said, they've done, you know, for, even for me, like I, I don't know all of their roster. I know some of it, but like, I feel like I, I very much know who's who. And I have an idea of where, you know, certain people are going to go and where certain stories are going to go. And like, I'm just excited. And I feel like every week they leave enough of a cliffhanger that I'm excited for the next week.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think the cool thing is that we don't know these wrestlers as well. Like I, I love that. Like it's, uh, there's a a somewhat, I hate this word, but I use it because people know what I mean. A toxic (laughs) mentality in wrestling, where if you don't know every single wrestler in the world, you're no longer a fan. Oh yeah. that, That is such a preposterous way to, to assume, like, not everybody can spend 24 hours a day watching every wrestling product ever. Like, there are times when I've said, I don't know this person. People are like, really? It's like, yes, I don't know who they are. Like, it's okay. And if someone says, if you say you're a wrestling fan and you don't know who Roman Reigns is, then you can probably start questioning what you actually watch. But, you know, that's the thing I love about AEW. Like, Reho, for example. I cannot get over how popular Reho is. Like, she's a really good wrestler. But, I don't understand where all the extra love has come from at all. It's the same with people like Darby Allin and uh, even Sammy Guevara to to a lesser extent. They just, they they elicit these huge responses and I almost feel like I'm the guy playing catcher. But that's so refreshing to me because, you know, as much as I like being sort of up to date as much as I can with WWE, I'm glad that I all of a sudden get to meet these new characters and see how they're going to get over and see what AEW is going to do and see them working with people that I recognize like Chris Jericho. Again, I I I will watch AEW and I watch WWE. I love both, but AEW certainly brings me uh, a sort of a, a product and an environment that I'm not used to, and I like that. That's what I want. I want an alternative, right? As everybody says.
1: Absolutely, they they are. That's exactly what they are now. They are a good alternative to WWE. Like I don't think they're competition yet. They're just not big enough. They don't have the names yet. But if you're feeling like you want to see something new and different like they have it for you and they've been delivering like they're just doing a really good job right now
0: yeah no i, I think they are i i just i think it's great it's not perfect when it's imagination but nothing no. is uh who, who's sort of standing out to you there because yeah, my Darby Allen's got me now because anyone that can climb the ropes with their arms tied behind their back—I mean, what the...
1: <laughs> that was cool.
0: I can't, I can't. Right, honestly, I'll try and get a clip and send out to everyone of me climbing the ropes in a wrestling ring. <laughs> I, I, I look like a baby that's learned to walk for the first time. I'm terrified. Even now, I'm—I t- do not like being up there. And he's some—I don't. To me, that breaks physics. I don't understand how he did that. Like, it, oh man! But even see, it's funny how those things in wrestling. Uh, work as a as a positive as soon as I saw it as like, I like him that's it <laughs> I was like I like because I don't get how he did it
1: well you know what that's funny because when I first started hearing about Darby Allen like I wasn't sure about him because I usually don't like those kind of darker characters like that yeah but he's definitely grown on me like I definitely enjoy seeing him now. Um, and I'm looking forward to what he does now. Cause he's kind of had that championship match with Jericho It went pretty good. And so now he's kind of in the spotlight. So I'm interested to see what they do with him. I know he's not exclusive to AEW, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, there's a couple of guys they have on their roster like that. So um, is it, that's another interesting thing about AEW. Like WWE, you work for WWE. Like they're yeah. not interested in that. Whereas some of these guys, they're, I still see them with indie bookings. So it's like, you know, so are they really going to focus on them? Um, or, you know, is it just going to be, you know, when they have a spot for them that they come in and do what they do? But we'll see. But I mean, AEW. So my favorite wrestler is not in WWE. My favorite wrestler is Pentagon. Really? Oh, that's
0: great. Oh, that's great. Okay. Let's talk about Pentagon. We never Uh, talk about Pentagon on this show.
1: And we should. (laughs) (laughs) We should. We should. I love Pentagon. So um, just the opportunity to see him more on regular television, like that. I'm so excited about that. Yeah.
0: why pentagon you know i like like him but no one ever says that so i I love to hear it
1: so so like i said i started out watching wrestling again on lucha underground which of course you did how did i
0: not make that course yeah so
1: he he was a big part of that and i don't know what it was but like the first time i saw him come out i don't know it's just you know you've got a mexican luchador like in a ninja costume who you know likes to break people's arms and hears his voices and to me that was like pro wrestling I'm like that's perfect (laughs) like like I just think he he has a charisma and to be able to carry off that character like he's just always been very interesting to me
0: yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think he, I think he's wonderful. What do you think about the fact that in AEW he's more showcased as a as a tag team guy or do you think it's one of those things where it's just awesome to have that in your back pocket, right? You know, once the tag team run its course, whenever that may be, you can bust out, you know, a single star Pentagon and you know that he's got I mean, we've seen it in AEW, right? The Kenny sure. Omega match which was ridiculous. But I mean, do you like him in the tag team would you rather see him as a as a singles?
1: Uh I like him in the tag team. I mean, he, him and Phoenix are fabulous together, the way they work together. Um I, I eventually i would like to see him in a singles program just because i know he has that in him and i remember what he did in lucha underground especially like those first two seasons like he was killing it so oh I,
0: man I, he ran that thing for he me did. I, I, yeah.
1: he really did especially as they got more into that story um so i know he has it in him to have a really good singles run so i eventually i would like to see that but i'm ha- like i said i'm happy just to have the opportunity to see him on regular u.s television like you know on a fairly regular basis that must be
0: cool right when you get into someone like that and then you you kind of went on his journey with him you were like oh wow there it is. there's his break
1: oh absolutely and truthfully like thinking back there's a lot of people who are on lucha underground now who have done pretty well for themselves like i always laugh about that they probably were like what they were on this little wrestling show on this you know network that nobody has but you know they've all a lot of them at least have gone on to do really great things
0: no it's true i mean they really have i mean you know ricochet smashing <laughs> it in uh, in wwe who else there john morrison was there for a while yes uh eva Leese was there i can't remember any yep. of the characters names but i, I vaguely I vaguely remember all of this
1: yeah eva Lee, uh jack evans and angelico were there they're at, with a they now yep. yeah of course they jack were jack evans yeah. is still running his mouth so that's fabulous <laughs> too I was, that, that was he just talks for, through his whole match um because
0: i like it um, did uh, did um, Pentagon ever get killed? in Lucha Underground? Did he ever have a death storyline when he came back? I can never remember who died oh, and who didn't die. You
1: know what? So I'm going to tell you, I only saw the first two seasons, but I, I do have access now to all four, and I'm going back through it now. So I don't know,
0: but I'm going to find out. I used to love that. I used to kill people off, yes, which did. you don't see in wrestling ever, and then they come back, and you'd be like, what's going on?
1: they come I, back <laughs> like a real soap I, opera. I
0: loved, honestly, I I, 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 did, I, I think I watched, I, I watched wasn't a week to week guy. I think I watched about you know um on and off. The the I I knew the story for the first three seasons though. I don't remember it now. Mm-hmm. And I did remember thinking that it's a shame, you know, that this hasn't uh, kind of the right word. But I'm not saying that it didn't get into the. It just been cool if there was you could have that model that was sustainable like AEW or WWE. And maybe it would have been if it was done differently. Right. I just. You know, I don't ever... I, I mean this, and people roll their eyes, but I don't ever want WWE to go away. I just don't. I like what they do. I like the way they approach it. It works for me. And it's the same with AEW. I can already see that it's going to fill a wrestling hole. But it would have been awesome if Lucha Underground could have had that same success. I could easily... I would have watched other stuff too. But if someone said, Miller, you only get WWE, AEW, and Lucha Underground, I'd be like, you know what? That's fine. I can handle that. That works for me perfectly.
1: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <The> perfect <laughs> it, it, world. It really, really
0: would, just because you've got... Again, it's hard to say no to WWE because we grew up on it. AEW kind of feels like WCW or whatever. Uh, And then Lucha Underground is this brand new, amazing thing that someone just made up one day. It's absolutely baffling. Does not give a crap about kayfabe, quote unquote, but... It worked. I miss it. I really, really miss it. And I like the fact they put people under masks. Ah, I thought it was good.
1: Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. Jo- Joey Ryan was the other one who came out of there. Of course he was. Like, yeah.
0: So I about, oh, my days, like, how did that even? How was that even a thing? I what know- was his. What, what, what was his name? I don't remember. Was he just Joey Ryan? I can't. remember. It was remember. Joey
1: Ryan. Still, no, it was I'm, Joey Ryan. And I think he did have the same gimmick. I mean, he didn't go as far as he goes now, but he, it was the same gimmick that he has now. But well, he, he
0: did a lot. Sorry, go on.
1: I was going to say, he, but he was in the story. He was a police, like an undercover police officer, I think.
0: <laughs> he was,
1: now I remember. Yeah. And
0: he used to do loads of intergender matches as well. Or at least he did once against Ivelisse, if I remember. He did an intergender match against her.
1: Well, they yeah, they did a lot of intergender matches there, which I oh. thought was cool too. You know, coming back into it, like because I'd never seen that before either.
0: What do you... Let's talk about that as we never talk about that either on the show because that divides people even in 2019. You know, some people love it, some people don't. I'm a bit like, well, each to their own. I wouldn't say it's on my, you know, top 10 things I have to see in professional wrestling list but if two if a girl and a boy or a man or woman, whatever want to have a wrestling match, who am I to say, no, you can't do that? You know, I think it's up to the people doing it. But yeah, but you're a fan. You are a fan. You said, what do you, what, what do you think? Do you think that's something, would you want to see an AW, for example? I mean, they've said no, but would you like to see and quote unquote more mainstream wrestling promotions?
1: I would if it serves the story. Like yeah. I'm not for saying we're not going to do it because, you know, some people don't like to see men and women in a physical encounter because it's wrestling like that's you know it's wrestling so I mean I can get past that so if it's cert- to do it just to do it for just you know to showcase something then no but if it's part of the story like didn't Tessa Blanchard have the story with she had an intergender match but it was like a whole storyline behind that and so that's that I'm fine with you know so yeah I mean One of the things like that bothers me a little bit about wrestling, especially now is because there are such good female athletes and such good female wrestlers now, but we always like seem to segregate them. It's like the men have storylines with the men and the women have storylines with the women. And I just feel like, you know, if we're all on par now, then they should be a little bit more integrated. Like if you have, A group like the inner circle like why wouldn't you want you know the whoever the top female heel is to be part of that you know and to have beef with whoever the top you know female faces you know that's just an example but like i just don't understand like the segregation because that doesn't happen in real life like you know Mm. if i go to work you know I, you know i work with men and women
0: that's really interesting i used to mention this more than i do now because i guess it's better but it kind of ties into WWE used to do it a lot, where you would have the women's segment, right? That always used to stand out. And mild to me. It's like, oh, this is the time we feature the women. Right? They used to talk about ups and downs. It'd be like it's really just disc- it's, it's 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 jarring because, like you said, it wasn't realistic. But like, oh, this is where and usually what they do is they throw them all into the same the same spot. They've been better with that recently, like I say, because you will get Sasha Banks and. Uh, Becky doing something then Bailey doing something and, and somehow it usually all comes back round together but yeah that's an interesting thing like because the only real crossover story we have at the moment is Lana uh, <laughs> oh, <boy>. doing, <laughs> doing her Bobby Lashley stuff <laughs> but really that ties into the Agile stuff we were talking about before you know it's it, it is interesting that the only time they will have this quote-unquote crossover is because they want to do angles like that I mean, you absolutely could do something, but they don't. I wonder. I don't know why that is. I have no idea. I guess they just want to keep them as far away from each other as possible.
1: Right. So, yeah, I, it's funny you said that because I thought about the Lana and the Bobby Lashley and Rusev thing this morning, too. I'm like, that's an example. That's probably, like, the worst way to do it, <laughs> but at least they have integrated, you know, the storylines. And you do have a female, you know, superstar, you know, working with the men. Um, not a great example, but, yeah, I mean, I yeah. It's, I don't know, to me, it's just something I've always noticed that, yeah, like they just, they're just like in completely separate worlds and not that, you know, and you're right, they have have done better uh, as far as just not having like a single women's segment where everybody's in it, like, and they've done a little bit better developing the storylines for the women, you know, clearly at the beginning of the year, the whole, you know, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, like they had a whole storyline going. So they've done better with it, but it's still like the women have storylines with the women. The men have storylines with the men and they never – Cross, except for Becky Lynch and with Seth and Seth Rollins. Rollins. I'm glad yeah, you brought that, it up because yeah, I could, I could already cross. see.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could already see YouTube comments. I could see them already. It's like, ah, oh, no, I forgot to mention that. So you were, uh, you were, uh, you got there first. Well, what did you think about that? Because I still don't know what I think about it. I think the, I didn't have a problem with it being Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. I had a problem with the commentary. Right, that's what drove me nuts. Where they were desperate to let me know that these two are in a relationship. I was like, yes, I know. Also, I don't really care. Like, I understand that's part of the story, but you don't have to batter me over the head I go oh they're also a couple in real life it's like okay this is real life right now Like whatever I watch for three hours on a Monday that's real to me right I'm that guy I'm a nerd um and I just I didn't think it was executed very well and it felt a bit rushed it felt a bit like oh the internet loves the fact that these two are a couple therefore we should make them uh, we, we should make them a couple I mean that's kind of doing what you're mentioning did you like it
1: right so yeah that is doing what I was doing that's exactly doing it and and yeah I think the execution was not what it could have been because you're right. They The focus on that story was the fact that Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are a real life couple where the, the focus should have been, you know, Seth Rollins is the best male wrestler that we have. Becky Lynch is the best female wrestler we have. And they've got problems with Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans who are, you know, friends backstage or whatever. So we're going to team up and go get them. That should have been the storyline instead of, you know, know, they're together as a couple and whatever. They just put Baron and Lacey together to give them something to do. That would have been a good storyline, but they didn't do it like that.
0: No, they didn't. They literally didn't. Like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> these these are a couple. Because uh, do, do you remember all those backstage skits where it was overly hinted that Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin were going to go and like have sex or something? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. what is this? They were what is this?
1: Like, I don't know. That, that's something WWE does. Like, WWE does not like married couples. I heard somebody say that, but it's true because <laughs> they well, try to break them up. <laughs>
0: in story
1: story, they try to break them up and they think that anytime you do have a storyline with a male and a female it has to be because they're in a relationship which is (laughs) that's not real life like people don't operate like that
0: no it's true i don't know why they do that it's very odd it's very very odd indeed but that is exactly what what they do yeah I, i i think there probably was something in in, in in the Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. but the fact they moved away from it so fast, and like you said, the fact they just randomly picked oh Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, they'll do, they'll go together. It's like, will they? Will yeah, they? Will like, they? What? Yeah. Why, why? Why? Why do I have to accept this all of a sudden? That was very weird. I totally forgot about that. I'm glad. I'm glad that we brought it up. Um, going forward, sort of rest of the year, Universal Titles Championships. I mean, I assume I me rephrase that, given that we, you know, why how do i I, i'm not saying it's a problem i was surprised that charlotte flair and becky lynch got put on the same brand on raw and then when they were teasing some surprise on the wwe backstage or whatever it's called i thought i'll be charlotte she'll go back do you want to see that feud anymore are you done with it um i just yeah i don't know i just i i I think i'd like i'd like them to be kept separate i think is my is my big point
1: yeah um so I wasn't surprised only because I feel like we're going to start the ramp up to WrestleMania pretty soon. And I think they want that again as one of their top matches, the Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. And so they want to start that feud up again. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not surprised that they're on the same brand. Do I want to see it again? I mean, I, they're good together. They, I mean, they can definitely pull off a great match. You know, I'd, I mean, we've definitely seen it before, though, too. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I can't say that I'm super excited about it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll get a good match out of it.
0: Yeah, well, I, no, I, I, they're always good. They always have great chemistry. I, was just, I, I thought to me they're pillars of the women's division. You put one on Raw, one on SmackDown. It just surprised me when they, they didn't do it. But I said, what the hell do you do with them? I know WrestleMania is ages away, but people keep saying to me, what do you do at WrestleMania? Like, I have no idea next year. Let's say usually, I, I like to think I have my finger on the pulse when it comes to that. I've got no clue. I got no clue with the men. I got no clue with the women, the tag teams. I don't know where we're going to end up. I don't even know what a WrestleMania main event is anymore. Like, you know, having two people that genuinely make me feel like, because, you know, the the Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte thing, that just worked. It was just like the right time, the right place, and, you know, that all ticked the boxes. And you kind of had that feeling around about November last year. You're like, "Mm, yeah, I can see where they're going. This year, I'm like, I don't even know. Do you care about the Tyson Fury and Cain Velasquez stuff, by the way, while we're thinking about it? Or that not on your radar at all? (laughs)
1: it's not on my radar i didn't even know who tyson fury was
0: like, <laughs> of course not he's <laughs> only big over here he's uk famous he's not world famous
1: yeah he was tall so i thought he was in the nba and then i was like no not, that's not him so um yes yeah, so i know I, I like kind of liked what they did on raw with him and Braun. like actually yeah, i thought it was I, all right yeah yeah i thought they pulled that off pretty good um but i can't say that i'm super excited about it and the cade like i'm not an mma person so i I mean, I know they showed the footage, but I don't get the whole Brock, him and Brock Lesnar, you know, whatever beef they had 10 years ago. So, Uh, I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who will enjoy it, but it's just not going to be my thing.
0: No, I I get it. I, I don't mind them using mainstream celebrity. Well... They're not really mainstream because you didn't know who Tyson Fury was. But I don't mind them using celebrities because I get it. I understand what they're trying to do. And it basically okay. launched the Attitude Era to begin with. So it's like, eh, can't get you can't get that mad about it. As it's come up, and I'm always interested by this. You know, we are two weeks away. Do you, do you watch the Saudi Arabia shows or do you just find it deplorable? Because, of course, again, I don't want to sound condescending or anything, but... I, I mean, I, work aside, which I have to watch them for. It is quite difficult to watch it with the human rights issues and, and obviously the fact that women can't appear. I mean, that's so archaic. It's like, huh? But obviously, for you, that's a step closer because you are, a, you know, you are a woman. Does that just make you go? You know, what? I don't want to deal with this in any sense.
1: Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, I, I don't love the deal that they have. I don't love that they're they do shows there, um, because of all the reasons that you stated but they're going to do shows there. I mean, they made the deal with them. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't I don't fault people who do watch it. It's not my favorite thing to watch. And also, here, it comes on, like, in the afternoon. So I'm usually still at work. <laughs> so, I mean, I couldn't watch it anyway. So that's kind of how I get out of it. <laughs> like, I just can't watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I don't think I've seen too many of those going forward. And plus, what really bothers me is they're, like everybody says, they're glorified house shows. But it, I think it also... It messes up the rhythm of the storylines that WWE tells because, you know, all, you know, when they should be prepping for whatever the next pay-per-view is, they kind of get sidetracked a little bit by getting their Saudi Arabia show together.
0: Mm, and I that, totally
1: agree with that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that bothers me more than anything that they, I, they're just going to lose whatever momentum they had to build. I don't even know the next. Like, is it Survivor Series already?
0: It will be, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 they're going to do Raw versus SmackDown, and I'm going to implode. Oh I'm gonna yeah. Implode. I'm going to. It's the one time I will lose all my positivity, and I'll just break as a human. I might because be right I can't believe you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That's
0: um, Friday. Uh, sorry, that's the 23rd of November. So yeah, that will be the next one. Yeah, that'll be wow. the next one. I that comes around quick doesn't it, it It
1: does it does and so i just feel like it, uh, you know because i remember the whole thing last year with you know becky lynch breaking her nose right before survivor Series. that seems like it was like a couple of weeks ago but it's a whole year already
0: that's terrifying that's two tests <laughs> this goes too quick <laughs> it yeah, goes it too quick uh yeah rest of the year is i'm trying to find it now uh yeah crown jewel uh, survivor series and then tlc and then we're into 2020, and then somehow it'll be WrestleMania, and I won't be understanding what's going on. Right. That's, that's what will happen. Um, no, I, I agree with you about all the Saudi Arabia stuff. That's the, the, I mean, aside from everything we've talked about, the other bad thing is, yeah, they just they just derail their own stuff, and it just doesn't seem like it matters. It just seems like a waste of time.
1: Yeah, it does. It means nothing in like the larger picture, but they focus so much energy on it.
0: Uh, well that's the money isn't it that's the truth it sucks it sucks they get a lot of money and money talks yep and and on that depressing note (laughs) we will we will bring this to that's that's got to be the worst way i've ever finished a podcast that is here's the truth about wwe i'll talk to you later uh it's true though isn't it and it's what can you do right what can you do i think and again it sounds like i'm pandering i'm really really not i think it worked best when they did that stuff but then a week later a week before it was they had the evolution show i thought the evolution show was great i thought while it was uh, a bit tasteless in the sense you're like yeah i know what you're doing guys it doesn't matter so well, it does matter but also at the same time at least they balanced it out for me a viewer and i got to i got to enjoy that and they never done it again and i don't really understand why i guess it didn't do that well i don't know i liked it
1: no, it was good. Evolution, that's actually one of my fa- favorite pay-per-views, um, you know, since I've been back watching it. And I thought it was really cool to have all the women and my nieces really liked it. So... See, and that's the important stuff, yeah.
0: right? And people, We forget about that. I'm all for criticizing and being critical. But when you watch a kid watch wrestling, you go, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> right. I forgot. That's That's what it's about. And you see their face light up and they're inspired and that's that that is more important than anything when it comes to wrestling and it's again this is why when you get the stupid internet people go oh just do no they're doing it that's important to get you know kids inspired male female whatever that's how not only do you build the next generation of fans but you build the next generation of wrestlers too and you have to make sure you're doing that it's important to me anyway
1: absolutely yeah i always think when i read like internet comments that are kind of nasty about wrestling i'm like you need to find a kid and watch it with a kid and your whole perspective will change
0: it really will it really will they love roman reigns you know they they love all this stuff they're meant to love and it's just nice it's just nice. No, yeah. I, I, I agree. There we go. We ended on a nice note. You yes. see, we saved it. We did. We saved it. Always talk about kids in wrestling and you'll end <laughs> on a nice note because kids just love wrestling. They don't judge in Hell any doubt. sense whatsoever. Uh, Linda, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. That was a really fun chat. Thank you. Oh,
1: thank you. It was. It was awesome. Thank you. You're-
0: Very welcome. And again, uh, I should say thank you to all patrons as well. I can't do this without you. So thank you so much. If you'd like to come aboard, it's just patreon.com forward slash Simon316. There's a bunch of rewards on there. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Simon316. I've got a wrestling merchandise store, which is signmiller.bigcartel.com. If you want to buy some merch, you certainly can. And I have a YouTube channel where these podcasts also go up, and you can watch some of them live. Uh, just search for Simon Miller. Give me a subscribe. Subscribe's always cool. Makes me feel like I'm doing well in life. Don't know why. It's numbers. Makes no sense. Anyway, thanks very much for listening, and we will talk to you again very soon.